Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedegar. I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Stratford, Salisbury Center, and Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate miracles together. It'd be cool if people at home would kind of write that down and you can say it with me each week so that we put it into our hearts, we put it into our minds, and we say those words in faith. We expect miracles, we recognize miracles, and we celebrate those miracles together. Praise God. Um, I do have a couple announcements. Um, we're actually going to do a baptism July 18th at 9.30 at the Covered Bridge. We're going to do some... Um, two people are going to be in the creek with me, and they're going to receive their baptism um, underwater, <laughs> just like Christ did. I'm pretty excited my first time doing it. Um, you are all welcome to come, of course. That'll be at 9.30, July 18th. Uh, we'll try to get some music coordinated. Uh, bring a hymnal. If you're coming, bring a hymnal um, as the team prepares uh, I'm sure they're going to choose some hymns, so it'll be fun. I, I can't wait. Uh, next week, the 11th, I will be on vacation, um, and there's no Wi-Fi where I'm going, so there won't be a message posted. I would ask you to please just go through some of the old messages and uh, and listen to one or two or ten that you like, <laughs> and um, sometimes it's good to get that message a second time, so... Um, I will miss doing it. I will miss you guys, but know that we will continue to be with everybody in prayer. So that will be the 11th. This morning's memory verse comes from Psalm 3, 3. It reads, But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. Let us pray. Father God, who was bold enough to speak something into nothing, who sent fire from heaven as a guide just because you could, who gave and still gives these outspoken prophets words that you know will sometimes rub us the wrong way. We need you. We need boldness that does not fade so that you can use us like you used your earliest disciples. They healed the sick, raised the dead, and cast out demons. Strangely, we need boldness just to love one another beyond petty generational arguments and to be reconciled back to one another as you reconciled the world back to yourself through your son, Jesus. Lord, make us bold so that you can use us. We need the kind of boldness that comes from your Holy Spirit. Let it fall fresh upon us every day. Let it meet us in the morning like new mercies. Let it live in us like an all-consuming fire that won't burn out. We need you. Send your spirit, Father. We need your spirit. We thank you for your spirit. We love you. We've waited and continue to wait on you. In the name of the Father who was and is bold, the Son who came in boldness and the Spirit who equips us with boldness, we pray. Amen. Please join me with a call to worship. Lord, what you have asked is not easy to do. With your spirit, we'll do it anyway. The task is so big and requires the best and the worst of us. With your spirit, we'll do it anyway. It's not easy to bury the ego 
but we must for the sake of your mission. With your spirit, we'll bury it anyway. When we protest the things that aren't of you, we'll be persecuted. With your spirit, we'll protest anyway. Reconciliation is more than what we've bargained for, and training costs more than what we expected to pay. With your spirit, we'll reconcile anyway. Love requires a level of vulnerability that is scary. It's scary can be. With your spirit, we'll love anyway. With the boldness of the Holy Spirit, we'll do your work anyway. Praise God. This morning's Lady Scripture comes from Mark 6, 1 through 6. Mark 6, 1 through 6. He, meaning Jesus, left that place and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about the, among the villages teaching. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We move to joys, concerns, and testimonies this morning. And um, we've got a couple praise reports. We've got people coming home, actually coming home. I'm recording this Friday. So uh, we have one of our ladies coming back from rehab after being in the hospital in rehab for uh, a little over a month. She's coming home today, scheduled at 1 o'clock. We praise God for that. We thank you for the healing. Um, we have... Uh, several people that have we've been praying for that have been healed in our home from hospitals as well. Uh, God is good. He hears our prayers. So this morning as I pray, um, I would just ask you to lift up the names, the circumstances, whatever's going on in your life, just give them to the Lord. Even though he knows them, don't. It's like when people say, well, I don't tell, I don't tell him I love him. He knows I love him. Well, we need to hear that. And, and, the Lord needs to hear your joys and your concerns from your lips as well. So would you please do that this morning as I pray. Let us pray. Lord, heal us so you can use us. Help us to receive healing from you with thanksgiving, even when we feel that we don't deserve it. Show us how to walk in happiness and joy without feeling guilty for either of them. Teach us how to love the unlovable enough to want to contend with the forces of evil for their peace and for their souls. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The title to this morning's message is The Risk Taker. The Risk Taker. Last week I challenged each of you to dare to share, to plant seeds of hope and seeds of faith in Jesus Christ. We agreed we all needed saving ourselves at one point. We thank God for putting someone in front of us to show us the truth. I ask you to overcome your fear and anxiety, and to imagine being greeted by a person in heaven, thanking you for speaking the truth to them. And then I asked you to imagine the unimaginable, 
witnessing someone being separated from God for eternity because we chickened out and didn't dare to share Jesus. I confess that I had also chickened out a few times in my life, and we all need to do a better job at listening for the Holy Spirit to guide us to those who need God's saving grace. Well, I was very pleased to receive phone calls from two people this week who dared to share in our community. They called to tell me to expect a few guests in church this weekend, this uh, Sunday morning. Now, whether they come or not isn't our worry. We're called to plant the seeds, and if we do that, we have been obedient to our calling. We should never be discouraged by the decisions or actions of those we witness to. I was led to this morning's scripture to give each of us comfort. And I'm going to read Mark 6, 1 through 6 again. He, Jesus, left that place and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching. So here we see Jesus Christ himself being rejected in his own community. It reminds me of that old saying, familiarity breeds contempt. We read that many initially were astounded by his teaching and deeds of power. But then they ignored all that proof and judged him in the flesh based on where he came from, what his education level was. They judged him on who they believed he was as a mortal. And they took offense at him again. And how comforting this should be to each of us who've witnessed and been rejected. We're called to be more Christ-like, so I'm thinking each time we face rejection to the truth, we should praise God for experiencing the same opposition that Christ did. I think that should make it easier for us to step out and step out. Jesus went to the synagogue and planted seeds. When they rejected him, what did he do? He moved on. He left his hometown and went into the villages to plant more seeds. There, my brothers and sisters, is our example. Jesus was not only rejected by the Jews in the synagogue, he was rejected by his own kin, again, Does that sound familiar? We remember that in the beginning of his ministry, he'd already preached in Nazareth. It was shortly after his baptism and filling of the Holy Spirit. And they were so offended that first time, they actually tried to kill him. We read this in Luke 4, 28 through 30. Jesus had just finished reading the scrolls and declared the scripture had been fulfilled. It reads this way. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up drove him out of town, and led him to the brow on the hill on which their town was built so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on its way. 
So now we see Jesus returning to Nazareth and trying to witness once again, regardless of that first outcome. Here he sets the example to never give up, but to try, try, and try again. He calls us to be risk takers. But will our community allow us to be? Our community thinks that they know us because they knew us before, before we accepted Christ. They continue to judge us based on our history, who we used to be, what we used to be. They don't believe or see that we are new creatures. And we know the world would rather listen to those of the world than those of God. But if we build relationships in the community, if we show forgiveness to those that may not deserve it, and if we show them the new condition of our hearts, I pray and believe we can make a difference. And we know it's all about God's timing. And while we are rejected, while they are rejecting God, our faith is also being tested by the Holy Spirit. How do we deal with the rejection and possible ridicule? Do we withdraw and cower in fear or embarrassment? It would be good here to remember the words of Jesus in Mark 8, 38. He said, Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. We are always called to follow the example of Jesus. And in the case of witnessing, he shows us to never give up. He returned to the very place that was filled with people who wanted to kill him. Yet he came back and boldly spoke the truth in their midst. All of us face the same challenges he did with people. Most people prefer to follow the ways and teachings of the world instead of the truth of the scripture. People travel that wide road to destruction rather than that narrow road to salvation. They prefer the comforts of the society and the teaching of the world because they are of the world. But we are called to go ye, and go ye we shall, never giving up, but instead trying over and over the same way our Savior did. Brothers and sisters, our families are worth saving. Our neighbors are worth saving. God asked, whom shall I send? When we accepted Christ, we answered that question the same way we read in Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. We are a sent people, and we have the privilege of introducing Christ to all those we encounter. And not just Christ himself, but salvation through him. We need to try, try, and try again, brothers and sisters. We don't face the same risk today as Christ and the early believers faced, but we face the same enemy trying to tie our hands and our tongues. My prayer is that we all become risk takers and never cease, uh, never cease to preach the gospel in words and deeds. I'd like to end today with a poem that should give us courage and strength as we go out into the mission field this week. It's called The Risk Taker. It was written by Stephen Carlisle Void, and it's from the point of view of the woman who bled for 12 years. It reads this way. For 12 years, I've been praying and hoping for a change. I went from doctor to doctor, and no one can give me answers. I'm an alien in my own home. I can't fellowship with my sisters and brothers. I'm an outcast because of something beyond my control. I feel worthless. 
and alone. Who, who was that in the middle of the crowd? They say it's Jesus of Nazareth. I heard a lot about him. I heard he was sent from God. Surely he can heal me. Wait, I can't go. I'm unclean. If others see me, I could face uncertain consequences. But what do I have to lose? If I never try, I will never be set free. I know what I'll do. I'll just touch his robe. I know I will be healed. No one will ever know. But I can't reach him. There are too many people. I'm going to have to crawl. I'm almost there. I did it. His power is amazing. Oh, no. He noticed that I touched him. I'm done for. He's not upset. Oh, thank you so much. I can't stop crying. What an amazing man. I'm free. I was once excluded, but now I'm included. I was once empty, but now I'm whole. I was once enslaved, but now I'm free. I took a risk and gained everything I ever wanted. Take a risk and share the gospel this week, brothers and sisters. Let's not only fill these churches up, let's fill heaven up with new saints. Let us pray. Father God, you've made all of the peoples of earth for your glory. You invite us to serve you in freedom and in peace. Give to the people of our nation a zeal for justice and a strength for forbearance that we may use our liberty in accordance with your gracious will. We ask this on a day of celebration, a day of hope for a nation made free. We ask this in the name of the one who welcomes all to be free indeed. Inspire us to live and worship in your freedom and for the sake of your kingdom. We are called to be prophets. Fill us with your spirit and support us by your gentle hands that we may persevere in speaking your word and living our faith. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So if you're in church this morning, we're doing communion. If you're at home, I would suggest you just grab a drink and something to eat. Um, and we will do a love feast, if you remember. Uh, the love feast is not communion. It is not the body and blood of Christ. It is just a sharing, a celebration um, of Christ and fellowship with each other. Uh, obviously, Jesus didn't do communion every time he uh, broke bread with his followers, and they, I'm sure they ate quite a bit, um, even though they weren't called Methodists back then, I'm sure they still ate. So, But when they got together, it was a love feast. They just loved on each other. They probably talked about all the healings and the teachings of Jesus, um, and as a body of Christ, they celebrated each other, their fellowship and their loving care for each other. So um, hopefully I just gave you time to go get those uh, a drink and, and something to eat. And I would say, uh, eat. Eat and remember that you are the body of Christ and that though you may not be with us uh, physically, you are certainly with us uh, spiritually and in our hearts. So uh, a love feast it is. We celebrate together this morning. Some take offense when asked to give. But all of us are eager to receive. Jesus Christ turned those priorities around, giving thanks for the generosity of God's covenant with humanity, but finding greatest joy in the opportunity to share. 
in gratitude and joy, we bring our offerings to God's altar this morning. Now, for those of you listening from home, I I mean it every week that I say it. I thank you. Um, I'm the one that gets the mail, and I notice um, people are sending in their offerings even without stepping foot in the church. And I'm just, we're so blessed. We are so blessed to have an obedient uh, community that has faith in not only Christ, but uh, your giving shows that you support the current ministries in each church and, and the future ministries. A lot is happening. God is definitely moving in this community, and, and, and your offerings definitely help us to meet those goals, to meet those missions. So I thank you. Let us pray. Holy God, who both calls us and confronts us, the gifts we bring to you are only a small part of multitude we have received from your goodness. In the depth of our being, we know that in calling us, what you really seek is our faith, our belief, our conviction. You seek our very hearts. What you long for from us is not a trip to church, but a lifelong journey into the world to follow Jesus with our whole being. Forgive our unbelief, our holding back, and lead us in the way that frees us from the grip of the world, the way of life. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Go into your week with your ears pitched to the sound of God's voice calling your name. Go into your week with your eyes peeled for the face of Jesus in unexpected places. Go into your week with your soul poised to receive the Spirit of God, the Spirit of peace. And I receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless each and every one of you. May he keep you safe. Please stay safe and stay in his word. God bless you.